Can you Andy. use can you use the word apostate in a sentence? Um, I mean medically. <laughs> I was like, oh, there's gonna be homework and it's about an exam. Perfect. <laughs> Just what we wanted. You know, yeah. we, we we loved homework so much. We assigned ourselves some homework on on other things that we don't care as much about. No offense yeah. to the book, book of Boba Fett and Obi Wan. Um, yeah, I know. I wrote down on a piece of paper. I said apostate circle. Look up later. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I just had that moment where I don't know about you. Maybe it's been fixed now. But when you go into Disney Plus, it just says Chapter Seventeen. Yeah, mine and just I, said Chapter Seventeen. I thought that it was um. I thought it was hiding something from me. Yeah, I did too. And I was like, oh, so we're going to be coy. Yeah. Uh, and I, and then I had a moment of like, oh crap, maybe the, they're just, they just said, you know, we, we've run out of things to call chapters. So you're just going to have to deal with the fact that it's chapter 17, right? Yeah. It's executive produced by Beethoven. He's like, totally. just numbers. <laughs> it's just numbers, right? If you can deal with the Mazda 626, then you can deal with chapter 17. Yeah. It reminds me of the guy at work that was like, hey, uh, I listened to Beethoven. I was like, name three songs. And he's like, five, seven, six. And I'm like, yeah, you did it. <laughs> Mission accomplished. Uh <laughs> um, so I got I want to let you guys know at the top. Yeah. Three episodes into Andor because they all came out on the same day. Andy and I did watch and we did have a private 90 minute conversation that we should have taped and released to you guys, <laughs> but we didn't. <laughs> um, in which we're like, do we really want to cover this? And I was like, Andy, I was doing the homework, and it's like, first appearance was an Andor, first appearance was an Andor, first appearance. And so, because the first three episodes didn't call back anything, we called it off, and then Andor decided to be one of the best Star Wars series ever. And now, Andy told me he would not podcast with me again until I washed my body <laughs> under the mind <laughs> of Aaron Lake is Silver an apostate. As a result yeah. of not covering Andor. Well, the, yeah. the the thing that was one, I would like to in that conversation that no one will ever hear, which is unfortunate because I think it was hilarious um, or or maybe it wasn't. I don't know. It was very. We'll engaged. never know. We'll never know. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I believe I had said, you know, something to the effect of like, this is going to be the best. This is going to be some of the best Star Wars out there. Trust that me. We're not going to cover. Yeah. Yeah. And then at some level, uh, and, and Lisa ha had said, well, what if you just watched it and enjoyed it? Because I was like, we're not going to cover it. In a Star Wars <laughs> fans don't just watch or enjoy anything. <laughs> <laughs> and and I thought, well, maybe if we don't assign ourselves homework, then we'll be super fresh now that our semester has started today. Yeah. Uh, but also, has she seen you watch and enjoy anything? <laughs> probably not but it i will say this that you had said something to the effect of this is sci this is good sci-fi yes. but doesn't have the nerd nerd that would make for something for us to cover and it's true our show I is about nerd splaining totally and or, or recaps or however you want to think about it and I would say in your defense, after looking at the whole, like the whole season of it, the first three episodes really didn't have that. And 
even if you were to go into the other episodes, they were thin. And so, yeah. uh, so there were some people who had suggested to me, who like, reached I mean, out. it is a prequel of a prequel. It is. It is. <laughs> I mean, it's, it's, it's the prequel of something that was a, a paragraph in a crawl in a movie that started Not to get on- too personal, but it is covering the book of Mormon in your Bible podcast. You know what I mean? Like it's, <laughs> But some people did reach out, uh, good folks who, you know, in the past would would uh, would reach out and, you know, send us ten dollars or whatever, um, uh, just for no reason which, at all. Uh, welcome to you, still do that. By you, which, I noticed you guys don't do that in the off season. <laughs> which, yeah, the semester started totally open to that. But folks had said, you know, what if you covered what if you covered the arcs? Right. Uh, and or is using that three episode arc. And so we had talked about that. And uh, and ultimately, I think what we kind of boiled down is after doing Book of Boba Fett or Mandalorian 2.5 and uh, and doing Obi-Wan, where the highlight of Obi-Wan was one of the actors from the series quote or replied to a tweet between the two of us. That was the highlight of us covering Obi-Wan. I mean, also watching Obi-Wan. Well, watching Obi-Wan was right. But but I really enjoyed that show. I did. Well, and that's you came around on that one because you were you were not into early, early Leia. So um, but. I think there was a benefit in us holding off and coming back with a vengeance uh, here with Mandalorian. So it's true. And Andy did text me like every other week, like, hey, we should cover this. And I just blocked his number. Yeah. You know, like I was (laughs) no more. Yeah, we only found out uh, we only found out when Aaron came to town. Aaron brought his comedy comrades to Tucson Mm -hmm. and I was like, hey, have you blocked me? What's going on? And I went, how'd you find out about this show? Exactly. (laughs) (laughs) Sir, you have to leave. (laughs) Top Gun Maverick show, (laughs) which I got to say, I'm now over Top Gun Maverick. It's been a while. Good. Um, I feel like this new me should just talk about cocaine bear. Totally. I yeah. think that would be amazing. I would like to say that because of you, the listeners will ask me, have you seen Top Gun Maverick? And out of spite, <laughs> I have refused <laughs> to see Top Gun Maverick, even though Alex from Star Wars Explained did like a side by side Maverick Star Wars to try to explain why Maverick. I don't was want to say that, Star Wars. that I have some influence over that. Yeah. But I, I, really, I don't not. Yeah. No, no. I, I you had to they started. They started following me and liking my tweets. Yeah. No, no. Uh, it, uh, it's something. But although uh, I did notice when I did my stand up show and I went into my Top Gun Maverick bit, you and Danny looked right at each other. Yes. One hundred percent. You guys are like, how many of our text messages are going to end up in this bit? <laughs> <laughs> Which I want to say, I think it was zero. It, uh, well, yeah, I think it was. I guess I don't know that we've ended up with us changing, uh, changing too many uh, messages about Maverick itself. But yeah, I don't yeah. think anything else. Impressive. No. Oh, thank yeah, you. I did. I did laugh a lot at that show. Thank you Unbridled. very much for laughing along. Unbridled. We didn't bride anybody the whole show. All right, Andy. No, no brides. Yeah, we actually <laughs> refused brides at the door. 
multiple yeah. people showed up in wedding gowns and we went i am sorry no yeah no wrong place what do you think this is <laughs> this is a to to double zero theater. two doors down <laughs> that'd be even a worse place to wearing a wedding dress <laughs> all right andy is this the way are you ready to cover season three I missed the music. I did too. I did too. And that's why I'm laughing because there was a moment of like, oh yeah. Like, you know, like no one is singing Din's name in any of these. <laughs> I forgot that. Yeah. Bubba Fett's theme song lyrics are just his name. <laughs> so there's no like. Jinjarin, Jinjarin. <laughs> Which by the way, have you been watching Last of Us? I have not. I'm like the only, I think I'm the only person not watching Last of Us. I'm doubling up on my Pedro Pascal. Uh, to me, I'm still getting over seeing the Mandalorian's uh, voice come out of a face. Yeah. I bet that is. Uh, I think I'm like the only one that has that issue. And I'm like still having that issue. Yeah, I had that issue with clips uh, from the, the SNL clips of him hosting, like the different spots that were yeah. you know, that have dropped. I was just like, this is this isn't right. Like, but it is another lone wolf and cub scenario. So you're just like, this isn't that yeah. far from the Mandalorian. Yeah, I mean, it is a galaxy far, far away from the Mandalorian, but it's he's still Uncle Buck. It's just they're zombies. I think is what I, I understand. <laughs> yeah, it's like <laughs> yeah, you know how Meryl Streep's a Meryl Streep in every movie. Yeah. Yeah, well, so is Pedro Pascal in all of his TV shows. He's still Pedro <laughs> Pascal. <laughs> That's perfect. Yeah, exactly. Except this one is helmets off the whole time. And I'm like, oh, she is not going to like this. When they get to the armor in Last of Us, yeah, she will be livid. You never know. Season four could be just Sans helmet. Sans Chiffaut, I think I'm a French. Uh, I mean, there <laughs> has been... That is a pinch of something that was said in this episode, yeah, actually. Yeah. So, okay. So here we Sorry. go. No, it's all right. I'm getting ahead of myself. I'm out Chapter of practice, 17, Aaron. The Apostate, directed by Rick Famuwa. Famuwio. This is his fourth episode that he yes. directed of The Mandalorian. I went through and looked that up because I was just like, that looks like a new name. And then I was like, that is absolutely not a new name. Not a new name. He has, uh, I think he's done a lot of the really good action uh so i think he did uh, chapter eight and then i think he did the prisoner which i can't he did chapter the two on. as well so he was in yes, season one right. he did one episode right. two episodes in season two a lot of them were uh action-packed and then he oh, also got right. pushed right. up i was wrong and he got a he got a promotion he is executive producing some of the episodes in season three so i was like well look at that the kid is uh he all grew up yeah. Well, and I think part of that is to fill in for uh, Dave Filoni moving over to run Ahsoka, right? So immediately when we start, we see yeah. the logo that is the armor, like this from the, the armor's old. Yeah. yeah. And so I was like, wait, is this a flashback? Is yeah. this current time? Is this the future? And the armor is making armor. And you're like, ooh, I like this. And then you're like, oh, this looks kind of mando-ish and then yeah. it's a different color scheme and then you're like is this like when jordan ones get re-released they're just different colors you know yeah. like yeah exactly i'm trying to figure it all out and you're also just like oh wait look no 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 the armor is moved so yes. i was like okay is this before she was run out of those tunnels or is this you know now 
You're yeah. like, no, she officially moved all of her stuff. She moved the machine shop. She was making a brand new helmet. Looked cool. We're yeah. in the middle of a ceremony. Right? Super, and, super secret ceremony, I would think, right? Uh, I don't... No one said it was super secret. Well, that's true. Yeah, like there was nothing that said it was secret. And they had all the flags of all the signets for all the different Mandalores. Yeah. That are participating in this ceremony. And I can't believe I've already forgotten the name of... John Favreau voices him in the cartoon. Paz, uh, that is Paz Visla from House Visla is there. I was so afraid. If I was like, it was like Paz or Pre, Paz or Pre, yeah. Paz. So Paz Visla. Yeah. Right up front, looking chunky, you know, like beefy, <laughs> very thick. Yeah, and I'm like just scoping around for the dark saber because I'm like I don't remember where that even is. Yeah. And so, like, I was like, all right, cool. Wait, is this baby in Jaren? Yes. They're like doing this because, you know, there's like a how old would you say that kid is? I would say uh, I would say that kid's probably 12. All uh, right. Been, I was been, guessing about 12. Yeah, it would have been my guess. I would like to say, though, that now that I'm over 40, I have the inability to actually guess anyone's age. I just know people are younger than me or older than me. But yeah. 12 ish. This kid was younger. Yeah. yeah. Tween, maybe. Oh, I think it was too young to be a tween. But maybe, yeah. you know, like if it turned out that that actor was 15, I'd be like, how about that? You know, yeah, so enough. it was a kid in the in the beach getting baptized, kind of, you know, like putting the helmet yeah. on. We got to see the helmet ceremony, which is important because we now actually get to know what all the Mandalores have agreed to. Yes. We get to yeah. see that moment where you're like, oh, yeah, you keep this helmet on forever, which my girlfriend is unaware of the first yeah. couple seasons. It's why and would she? she no, exactly. And she was like, wait, they, they never take it off. And I was like, well, they seem to shave, you know, like yeah, not in public. Yeah, exactly. It was like nobody can see them without their helmet. But it seems like in private, they're able to sneak some moments away without it. Yeah. But yeah, like much like I, I'm going to make so many Mormon references, much like the Mormon underwears. <laughs> you know, it's not like the people who are wearing it aren't allowed to see the Mormon underwears. It's uh, the people outside of it aren't allowed to. Yeah. And so, yeah. So it's the helmet. They got it on. And then I assumed we were going to have a name for the thing that comes out of the. I did too. Out of the ocean. Exactly. And I was, she was like, what's this? And I was like, I don't know. Dinosaur turtle. I, I did not say that. <laughs> <laughs> That's that would have been amazing if you were like, well, clearly it's a dinosaur turtle. It's a. <laughs> <laughs> it's a Quarren dinosaur turtle. Uh, this is its first canon appearance. Uh, it actually was in Legends. <laughs> yeah, isn't this the Megalosaur from Jurassic World? First seen in Jurassic World. <laughs> I thought it was a Mythosaur. Uh, to be really honest, when it first, when something was coming through the water and we hadn't really seen it, hadn't breached yeah. the water yet, I thought it was a Mythosaur. Well, Mythosaur is the skull that they had. Exactly. Yeah, and it I did. The- it's not that shape. <laughs> No, it's not. But I'm just saying it when, when it first breaches, you can't really tell what it is. Mm-hmm. And so that was a, you know, like that was a moment of like, oh, God, are we going to like see them hunt a mythosaur? And that I was like, oh, this is. A... And then I was like, whoa, it's like a gigantic... no one's writing this. It's like, <laughs> yeah, exactly. it's like a gigantic mutant crocodile. Right. And yeah. that was all I could see was like mutant crocodile who's clearly going to break his teeth on the best car uh he's chomping he doesn't at people. know 
He doesn't. Yeah, he doesn't know. He doesn't know. He's a mutant crocodile. He Remember when you were a kid and you had your first jawbreaker? That's what this guy's experiencing right totally. now. Totally. One hundred percent. Which it didn't hit me until this episode. I was like, wait, how can you forge a Beskar armor if even a lightsaber can't pierce it? Yeah. Yeah. How hot are those flames? That's crazy. All right. So I know we don't have an exact answer <laughs> for that, but it just hit me when I was watching. Totally. Uh, and and this the the sub theme of this podcast is armor <laughs> so we'll oh, get to that we'll armors to- <laughs> logos patches that's why the flags are so important yes You're like oh look at all the different logos on the flags how about this there's the vizlas right there like, boom exactly you if, I, if only I can find you the mud horn, then, I, then i'd know where my guys are at but they show up after enough fighting yeah all of a sudden you see this naboo starfighter that if you didn't watch book of boba fett now you have to yeah, totally. <laughs> Everybody that skipped Book of Boba Fett's now officially confused. Yeah, they're very confused. They're like, whoa, where did you, where, is the Sandkin Skywalker? Like, what's going on? Uh, but yeah, it was amazing. I was a super, I, I, okay. So as somebody who who was very emotional about the Razor Crest being destroyed, yes. uh, I wasn't really on board with the starfighter everyone else was like you know wizard and blah 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 and amazing i'm still not on board but i'm just gonna say i was excited when i saw it and and until then it was like it was like uh the armor and pass visla and a bunch of jv uh mandos like that i was like what is going on like this is clearly uh, this is clearly the B team, right? And uh, or the practice squad. And then out of the blue, here comes Mando to save them. Yeah, absolutely saves the day. Just pew 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 pew. You know, <laughs> totally as Star Wars lore goes. <laughs> and then he talks to the armor. And goes, hey, did you see the pew pew pewing I did? It's gotta, it's gotta give me some good karma. And she's like, oh, you think? Yeah, cold but shoulder. Still, yeah, exactly. But she's like, you seven washed yourself in the waters of Lake Minnetonka. Exactly. And she's Which like, they can't say that and have me not think of Purple Rain, by the way, every single time. <laughs> I was just going to say, every time they talk about the waters of Mandalore, that's what I think about. Um, but yeah, I did appreciate... None of the other nerds that are also reviewing this are stuck there. <laughs> no, they're not. That's None what makes this. us unique. That's what They're like, what do you get when you listen to Is This The Way? Well, you get obscure references that only Aaron and Andy really care about. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but it also it almost makes me want when he goes into the lake, uh, what is it, Lakes of Mandalore, to have Prince there at the top of the lake be like, mm, no, I was just kidding, you know, like <laughs> <laughs> there's still a chance that we will get that from yeah. uh, from someone, right? Yeah, they'll CGI him just with the lollipop in his mouth, just being rude. <laughs> we don't do predictions, but <laughs> you're right. We don't do we don't fantasy book. <laughs> this might be this might be one of them. So my favorite part of this was uh because she was wearing her helmet, you couldn't see her wink to everybody on screen and say, I'm just gonna say the exact same thing that I said <laughs> to you last time I saw you. Exactly. <laughs> but I'm gonna do it now so that everybody that didn't watch Book of Boba Fett will know what's going on. Yeah, for the comic book readers, it'd be like a little asterisk on the bottom, be like Book of Boba Fett, <laughs> episode five. <laughs> We're catching you up with what the thesis is of this season. And then yes. they, but, but he does have some crystallized rock. Yeah. For Mandalore to be like, look, someone's been there. 
So yeah. it may or may not be poisonous air wise. I have totally. to go investigate this because it's important for me to be a part of this lore. I can't betray the lore. It means more to me than anything. Well, I thought it was cool too that, you know, like, so for folks that when, you know, that wasn't, you know, usually we're nerding out about Arabesh or something that was actually Mandoa that the, the inscribings that were on the crystal. And I thought it was interesting because it's like one of these, like, <laughs> Hey, what say you kind of moments? Like you told me there was, you know, there just didn't exist. And like, so this might be proof that there's someone actually was able to survive, go there, survive yeah. and bring this back. Uh, yeah, I, I like the idea of just Jawas throwing a rock on a table and then the yeah. armor just being like, well, the rock says I am not stronger than the rock. <laughs> <laughs> it beat her scissors. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> She's like, yeah, that is the way. I guess uh, go check it out. Yeah. You know, I should have played. Let me paper. know if you die. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> Let me know if you die. <laughs> well, I mean, He's only going to come. That's the other. I'm really curious to see what the proof is that he washed himself. It's not like they have like yeah, cell phones I, and stuff that they've been showing, like all these camera footage. I had the same thought where I was like, this is a brief moment where Star Wars would love like pics or it didn't happen. And yeah. And what are you going to do? Right. Like just some selfies <laughs> in the water. Well, it'll be like a will it be like a, a holocron or hollow. Like, I guess they do like hollow videos. Right. So, Which well, I'm going to get to in a little bit because okay. I think that's part of what's happening. Um, okay. Yeah, but I do want there to just be a picture of him like hot dog legs in front of the lake. <laughs> <laughs> Baby Yoda just waving. Yeah, perfect. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I know. Grogu for canon. Sue me. Uh, <laughs> you just made a mistake that high, high uh, magistrate uh, grief carga made as well so no big very deal, true right? very and you know, pedro very, pascal very on graham norton i don't know if you saw that clip yeah <laughs> i appreciate that's that. a fun youtube yeah that's <laughs> uh pedro pascal just calls him baby yoda and passing and then realizes he's 100 not allowed to do that by contract yes, yes. which was great i love <laughs> that they uh, have that you may not call him baby yoda <laughs> must call him grogu <laughs> we have branding so uh, at this point, Grogu and Din leave. Yeah. And they see whales in the sky, Andy. They do. They do see whales in the sky. Isn't that amazing? I'm like, what is this, Star Trek? Isn't it amazing? So, uh, yeah. I thought this that was one of the coolest little, um, that was one of the coolest little motifs they did. Uh, in, in, and they did it early, right? I mean, like, so we get this big action sequence we get yeah. like the like the recap that's like, hey, people who slept on Book of Boba Fett will catch you up just, you know, out of the goodness of our hearts. And then they get a little teaser of the Purgle. Uh, so if, if folks didn't watch uh, Star Wars Rebels, uh, this is where these like space whales with tentacles uh, instead of instead of tails, uh, they're they Make their noise, travel Andy. to hyper. <laughs> <laughs> Perfect. Yeah. They, <laughs> they, so they're, they, um, they are the inspiration for hyperspace travel, or at least that's a, that's the story that goes back into legends. And then that was surfaced in rebels. And so yeah, they can um, naturally do that. They can naturally do it. And so, and they, and, and they're, they're kind of like 
um, maybe a good comparison would be how uh, people feel in Australia feel about wombats and uh, and kangaroos that they're like a hazard to the roads, right? Okay, so yeah. uh, and so like <laughs> like uh, if you talk to someone, they're not necessarily all that warm and fuzzy about wombats because they'll take out the front of your car, uh, and and so the purgle were a a kind of nuisance to a lot of the early. Uh, hyperspace lanes and so not everybody like felt particularly kind about them yeah uh, and so so any at, at any rate uh what we're seeing uh in that clip is the purgle traveling alongside din in the n1 and that's uh, a super interesting tease early in the series too to potentially a connection to ahsoka yeah and so uh for folks that haven't watched the animated, I think we've already ruined Rebels for most everybody. I do. There is at least two people I've talked to who we somehow inspired to watch Rebels. <laughs> and okay, that's not and, ruined, Andy. That's inspired. Yeah, well, that well, no, I'm just saying. So we inspired them, even though we potentially are spoiling things. But they're encountered in uh, the Purgle are encountered in Rebels, and then they become a major plot point at the end of uh, season four of Rebels. And uh, Ezra has made friends with the Purgle, and they actually glom on to uh, the Chimera or the Chimera. I think is how you say it. Yeah, Chimera, and that's Thrawn's command ship. And then they pull that into somewhere in hyperspace, and that's uh, and essence, none of that's covered in the episode. That's none of just this a baby looking at a at a whale. It's just yeah. It. It's just like just... it's like, hey, I'm kind of scared of these things. I'm gonna go. <laughs> I'm gonna go sit in the cockpit, but. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Well, that was later. He just like disappeared and then all of a sudden showed up on his lap. Yeah. Where he's like, oh, I'm like, this is this is scary. But no, well, he, it is a sequence. fan of puppets. This episode is wonderful. Yeah, it's amazing. It's an amazing puppet episode. But uh, but yeah, so the Purgle, I think we're going to get uh, I think we're going to get some level of connection, potentially more teasers. And, and I didn't expect to see something like this that was a really significant connection to Ahsoka. And I guess the, I'll connect the final dot. So if people are confused, Ahsoka and Sabine go off looking for Ezra and Thrawn as a result of them jumping into hyperspace after. Which is like her of, of one Rebels. of her first questions she asked when she showed up Mandalorian. Yep. Is where yep. is Thrawn? So I do believe that we are getting foreshadowing for the rest of the season in this whale just clip. Yeah. And it's a it's a super cool nod and they look really cool. I'm yeah, super excited. Great. I got I got like I got like really excited because I'm like, okay, we've got this like JV battle. And mm -hmm. and in my mind, and, Andy's just sitting there drinking his coffee, watching yeah. Mandalorian, sees yeah. a whale and goes, Woo! Yeah, totally. It's exactly what happened. It was like you're in my living room this morning at 5 a.m. <laughs> mm -hmm. Jesus, you watched it at five. I watched it at midnight, like a regular human being. <laughs> I can't stay up that late, man. Yeah, I can. So it's the best. <laughs> uh, <laughs> and so then they land on Navarro, which I did yeah. not recognize at first. And I was like, where is this? And then yeah. there is a voice that even is like, welcome to Navarro. And you're like, oh, cool. That's nice yeah. that they have like a pleasant, like Disney voice. Like when you get off the train stop. Now arriving. <laughs> now arriving. Make sure to get your your melorons over here. Like uh, I loved that aspect because it felt like a Disney park kind of a thing that you would have, right? 
well, I've been playing a lot of Lego Star Wars. And that's exactly what it's like every time you land on a planet is you're like, oh, by the landing pad, there's nothing behind me. Yeah. You know, like, and then all of the cities in front of me. Exactly. And I have to just listen to all the things that are happening to be going around to figure out what my actual mission is now that I'm here. So, yeah, so I'm at Navarro and you're like, oh, look, a protocol droid just walking around like those, you know? And uh, a like pewter like a pewter porcelain covered uh, protocol droid too. Yeah, exactly. Like, he's like kind of powder white, you know, yeah. like he's an albino. Yeah. Well, what's up with that? I don't think we've seen a, a like porcelain, you know, white. Heavy spoilers said that that is a metal that is more expensive. And so it's a more expensive protocol droid oh, to show uh, that it's become a more of an upper class uh, area now. That is interesting. Okay. Yeah, Not exactly. To, uh, Steve Spoilsberg. Yeah, love it. And so then, of course, we got an R5 droid. Yeah. Not the same one, I don't think, from A New Hope. But yeah. we don't know. We don't know. We don't know. He's a hero droid. You know, he could be anywhere. <laughs> He's in all places at all times. Exactly. <laughs> and then we got to see the IG-11 statue, which we saw last season. Yes. Yeah. And we get to see the IG-11 with uh, significantly more detail, though. Yeah. Time. No, well, it's a lot better lit. <clears throat> uh, before, it was... At the end of season one, you remember there's the battle where all of that happens. Yep. And they like destroy the town. And so we know where the statue was at because it was in the middle of the rubble last time we saw it. And now it's in the middle of like a town square. Yeah. And it looks very nice. And you can actually see where there's like still construction, like cross bears and like everything else around. So people are like still building the town up. But it's very nice when you see where it is. And we see that he's standing on stormtrooper helmets, which yes. is great because he sacrificed his life by killing stormtroopers to save the baby and our Mandalorian friend. Yeah. And then of course we get grief cargo, you know, high magistrate grief cargo. Uh, no one else remembered to say that the whole episode. So I'm not, (laughs) I do like how important that was to him and how it was important to no one else. It was like, I'm going to make a character choice that even the droids are going to follow with. Yeah, no, no. I love, I love that his protocol droid won't actually call him what he wants to be called. Which doesn't make sense for a droid, but I do love it too. I was like, there we go. There's some droid personality. Yeah. And so Mandalorian goes up to his office and they talk about, hey, I need that statue. You know, like I know part of it's actually IG 11. He's like, no, it's mostly just a statue. Yeah. Well, we He's get, like, we get kind of like the quick, we get kind of the quick thumbnail backstory of like what's been going on with Navarro, I think. Um, oh, that's so, true. Yeah. So like, it's worth noting, you know, like he sets up a few things for us, like the idea that they're mining the the asteroid belt, which comes up a little bit later. Um, so I think that was kind of like they did a lot in that. Yeah, little, that they're neutral. They're neutral to everything that that's neutral. happening pol- yep. politically, which yep. is really important. Yeah. And then uh, they, if you watch Book of Boba Fett, I mean, it was mostly about territory splitting. Totally. It was 100 percent about that. And then the notion that they want to be neutral and they're a trade partner, I think, was you know kind of a nod to episode one with all of the trade politics that everyone knows and loves from episode one. Uh, <laughs> and, and and then we had we when we were 
in Navarro last time they put Grogu in the in the school and they were making him or they were making everyone learn about trade routes and everything else. And they're talking about now that they've reached this like status where they're like a an official spur of the Hydrian way, which is one of these hyperspace uh, trade lanes. So I thought that was kind of like interesting that they're like pulling on a few of the different kind of threads. And at least in oh, yeah, exactly. Mando, you know, it'll be like, hey, you should like hang out here. Like this is like the easy life. Yeah, well, it was a little scummy when we first saw it where there was the bar with everyone trading pucks to figure out who's going to get the bounties. Yep. And now it's a nice, pleasant school where people do their wholesale trading and it yeah. seems like everything's on the up and up. It's a gated community. There's a homeowners association. I mean, they've got everything. Yeah. Uh, they even have a statue in the middle of the city of half of an old bounty hunter's body. <laughs> I Which, did like that. I did not realize until he came for it and was like, mm-hmm. I need IG 11 to come back to life that I was like, Oh, that's parts of him. Yes. I assumed he was obliterated because he was in lava when we last saw yes. him. So I assumed he melted down like the end of a Terminator movie. Yeah. I did not until we were in the close detail. I did not realize that it, I thought it was just a statue that was cast of, of him. I did not realize it was actually his parts. Yeah. Until that conversation, I didn't realize that either. And then they took his parts out of it. Super fun. A little bit of horror, sort of (laughs) bring him back to life. And also like a Terminator movie, he gets off the table and starts to crawl up and he's like, Oh no, I must kill the baby, (laughs) which was great because I just explained to my girlfriend that in the first episode, he was set to kill the baby. Like yes. I paused to explain that to her. And then it was like, I pressed play and 30 seconds later, he comes back to life and he's like, must kill the baby. I'm like, oh, see, there it is. They're referencing episode one. <laughs> That's the pilot. <laughs> and uh, and I immediately assumed because Grief Cargo had his own protocol droid and he pushed uh, the Carl Weathers bust, which I yes. I think it was a, a Creed bust. I think it was a, from Rocky. It was not. It, no, no, it's it was not. Sure. But but yeah, but I did it was have... that gentleman from Predator. Uh, yeah, when they pushed the bus down onto IG 11's head and broke it, I honestly thought he was going to be like, okay, well then you're my protocol droid. I now trust you because if you don't remember, Dan yeah. did not trust droids yep. at all, and now he only trusts one droid, and he's trying to bring that guy back to life. And then when another droid saved him from that droid, I thought, oh, this is how they established trust to move on. But no, that is not at all what's happening. And in Din's defense, that protocol droid can't even remember to call grief high magistrate. He's not going to help him get around Mandalore, right? And so the 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 notion here is that he needs somebody to help him get around get around exploring Mandalore. Well, there's uh, two thoughts in my mind as to why he needs a droid. Yeah. And one is if the if it is poisonous out there, he can send a droid down there to read yep. it before walking out there and potentially killing him or the baby. Yep, hundred percent. That's what I thought. And the other is he might need a video, some sort of oh, of him in the lake go. to show okay. a hologram when he comes back. Nice. I'm like that's his selfie stick. You know, like he needs it. <laughs> He's an elaborate selfie. Stick. How will anyone believe I went on the roller coaster if I don't get a picture? You know, like I need a droid. Perfect. Yeah. So that, that was my thoughts on why he needs a droid. Yeah. I thought it was, it was like, hey, if this is an inhospitable planet, I can yeah. send the droid down and they can take readings and we can figure out what's going on. Which I didn't get that till the second read through. And I was like, because I was really trying to figure out, like, how is he going to prove? And then yeah. I was like, the only thing we really know about recording is from droids. 
Yeah. And, well, you know, in, in essence, like art and R2, R5, you know, any of those like style is what we yeah. usually see for recorder droids. Um, you know, in Andor, we see that with B2. Uh, B2 Emo has the the recording of Andor's mom. Yeah. And so, so, you know, those are what we normally think of from that standpoint. The irony, of course, is, uh, you know, <laughs> I guess... Uh, the nurse droid maybe has that capability or as a, as a bounty hunter, you know, maybe you've got to use that for proof of kill. And, uh, and so that's another thing too. I don't know, you know, I don't know the ins and We'll outs. find out. Yeah. We'll figure yeah. that out by the time it happens. Yeah. We'll see him set Perfect. up a little tripod, you know, like, I don't know. <laughs> I hope. Mm-hmm. Then the droids also like, Hey, um, there's pirates outside. Yeah. Uh, by the way, pirates. <laughs> yeah exactly and he's like i did like that i was just you're like 12, i'll deal with it later here. yeah exactly like uh they're pirates which disney hates pirated movies so i get where they're like here we go <laughs> right and so like when they went when they went downstairs to stop the pirates i was like looking for honda i thought yeah. honda was going to be amongst them yeah I, I had a moment where I was like, this is either Hondo or the uh, the Nikto version of Jack Sparrow. Yeah, I was waiting for something cool, but no. No, we got lizard people, Andy. Yeah. We got, what other species? We got Trandoshan in there. We got a Clutonian who looked an awful lot like the Clutonian in Book of Boba Fett that, mm-hmm. uh, from the, the meat locker that the Din broke up. Yeah. And then we've got a Corrin. Uh, we know Corrin's after they like pushed in into the uh, into the ship, right, and tried to feed him to that giant octopus. Uh, and then I think we've got a Queequeg, and the Queequeg is Hondo's species. Yeah, no, we left. Oh, we forgot to mention earlier when the Martin Navarro, there was a tree full of spider monkeys. Yes, there or oh, lizard it, monkeys. No, Kowakian monkey lizards. Monkey not lizards. To, not to be confused with the ape-like monkey lizard. It's the Kowakian monkey lizards. Very important difference. Yes. You don't want to order the wrong one on Amazon. <laughs> no, you don't. <laughs> but they're just living wildly in trees, which yeah, we've never they're... seen them out in the wild. The last time we saw one in Mandalorian, it was on Navarro where they were yeah. cooking them yeah. uh, just with a stick with yeah. another with another one just mourning the death of it and now they're like oh no look even they can live safely here they're no longer food now now they just run around and and while we're while we're recapping too we did see there was a cook droid uh that yes like we saw in book of boba fett like we saw in book of boba fett there was an ev droid that wasn't torturing anybody so that's new territory for an ev droid very sweet uh yeah and then we did see some like uh i think i'm on Yep. Yeah. So we got we got kind of like the little like poo poo platter of uh, alien species, um, you know, living it Please, up in Andy, the new Nirvana. <laughs> the poo doo platter. Oh That's... yes, yes. <laughs> Come on. <laughs> Did you even okay. watch the episode? <laughs> I know. I mean, what's wrong with me? <laughs> poo doo. <laughs> <laughs> I know. I I was so excited when he said poo doo. And Haley was like, "Is that a word you know?" And you're like, "Not, not till now, but it's not, not my favorite. Yeah. <laughs> it is now my new favorite." Thank Ferrick. <laughs> yeah, exactly. That's a, I, then I explained "Thank Ferrick" to her. And Thirty seconds later, we got a "Thank Ferrick." Exactly. And so, Mondo and uh, Grief Karga have a disagreement with the uh, the pirate, where the pirate's like, yeah. "No, this is the bar we used to get our pucks at." Yes. Which is kind of cool that it was like, oh, no, no. Because that's when it caught me up that that's where that bar literally was. It's yeah. the one from the first episode where he got the puck to 
to go find baby Yoda. And then he's like, no, it's a school now. And the yeah. baby that you tried to kill actually eats the cookies in there. You know, like it's actually pretty sweet <laughs> and very cute. You know, they're like, we don't care about cute. And I like that. It was just like, do we have a problem? It's like, not if you get me a drink. You're like, well, then we have a problem. Yeah. And then we have a shootout and they leave one alive to send the message that they don't. They're not nice to pirates anymore. Yeah, they're not. Pirates are Which, not welcome in this gated community. Yeah, it reminds me of when Andy moved out of the pirate house and we had to accept that that house was going to be regular people doing regular Nor- business. Normal people are going to live there. Yeah, no one's going to throw milk out the front door and see how far they can throw into the street no more. Those days no. are over. <laughs> Their days are over. It's a very specific reference to Andy in my life and no one else. <laughs> I think there might be a few people that'll get that one, but it would be it would have been interesting if somebody had showed up to the pirate house and demanded a drink. <laughs> yeah, from the pirate house, right? And that's they the kind of thing one. pirates do. That's the kind of thing pirates do. Who's the guy that lived in the truck outside the pirate house? Jerry. Jerry's uh, knocked on the door and not demanded, yeah. but asked for a drink and got it. Oh, yeah, he did. That's how that's how it worked. But just catching you guys up on a not Star Wars thing. Andy lived in a house where he <laughs> hung up different pirate flags. He had multiple pirate flags. He put them in the window and ro- rotate them. Yeah. And it was the pirate house that he lived there for many years. I did. I did. Uh, much like griefs uh griefs bar was a bar for many years and now it's no longer a bar yeah exactly they're not in the wrong place but they're doing the wrong business at the wrong time totally 100 percent. yeah so they don't go to school here no more you know no. so they had to leave well and then okay so just a quick quick pause for you right so when we see uh in in chapter one uh there's a nikto group that had grogu and so I was kind of expecting there to be some sort of blowback on the fact that, okay, here's a Nikto pirate. And then maybe grief was in on the Grogu kidnapping. And, and so I was like, huh. And I was like, are they trying to like load up more than there really is here? And then it turns out, no, we just needed, you know, we just needed some antagonism for the beginning uh, section of this and and so lo and behold they shoot everybody dead uh or not everybody they shoot everyone and then leave one guy left to go deliver the message mm-hmm. and you know i think when they didn't come back they would have got the message anyway right when they just didn't show up but that's not how old west space movies work and yeah. so they leave one person alive and then they go back yeah that's the don knots of them all you know <laughs> if we were to was it apple blossom gang or whatever <laughs> the apple dumpling gang apple yeah, for dumpling. the apple dumpling gang this whole scenario <laughs> that's what happened someone will let us know which it is i'm sure they will i'm pretty sure it's apple dumpling yeah it sounds it sounds right but i don't know <laughs> and, <laughs> and so now i'm jumping around but and so we get to the point because i think after that was when they did the destruction of ig11 they tried to raise them again and grief cargo is like well i know we got people here that can fix your robot. Yeah. And he's like, take me to these people, not realizing he was already in front of their door, which I saw them in front of the door before he did. Yes. And I was like, oh, this is great. This is the way Jim Henson would introduce these characters. It's perfect. <laughs> Little tiny door. Perfect. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and I was like, hey, hey. And I was like, yes. I assumed it was Baba Freak. I don't think it is now. No, it's not. It's not. It's it's just that we're supposed to know that Anzellans are amazing droid smiths and we should all we know Anzellans. 
Yeah, well, apparently, and that's what High Grief Cargo wants us to know. Okay, and, I, I, uh, I want to give a complaint right now, though. Okay, yes. Why do they all have the same personality? I don't know. I should see one that's grumpy. I should see one that's, you it's know, sleepy. Like, yeah. <laughs> one, one that's sneezy. sneezy. Yeah, come on. <laughs> no, I, because I mean, like, they all, I love Babu Frick, but they all have his personality. Yeah. Yeah. And there's got to be one no, that's I, like rolling their eyes at it, you know, like, oh, yeah. Chill no, out I, and just get in the robot brain and start to go to work. Yeah. No, this is, this is the problem with how they choose who goes to Droid Smith school. Yeah, exactly. But it's I a, mono, it's love, a monoculture, Aaron. I'm just telling you right now, it's a monoculture. I love that the Mandalorian ends up sitting in there and there's no doorway that's big enough for his shoulders to get through. Did that give you like mad Dagobah vibes? Like I loved, <laughs> <laughs> I love full size human trying to be in tiny person's quarters. Like there's something incredibly endearing about that. And I really yeah. love Oh, that. I love it. Oh, I love it. <laughs> I didn't go back to thinking about that at all. I thought about, I saw some Netflix cartoon about a, a truck. What is it? Like a trash truck. And okay. he becomes friends with a little boy and the little boy like invites him into the house and the track truck just goes through the door because it just cut <laughs> to like him inviting him in. Now he's in the house and he just goes through different things. and They don't ever show him go through a doorway, but it was like that where you're just like, there's no way this is physically happening, but I also don't want this to stop. Please let yes. him roam. <laughs> but I do love um, what is that? What's that species? Anzellans. Anzellans. Love them. I yes. need some Anzellans hanging around my, my room now. I got to get yes. some other toys. But the Anzellans, love them talking to them about like, ah, oh, no, this robot's no good, man. Like, you got to get a new robot. They're like, no, I want this <laughs> robot. Ah, he's poodoo. You can't, you can't do nothing with this. It's almost like you took like his like car to the shop and they're like, the only thing that's good on this is the tires my man you got to get a new car and he's like no i need this i want this car yeah exactly you're like well it looks like you have to find the whole brand new pieces of cars to put together <laughs> but mando's fine with that he's like all right yeah i will find all the pieces we need yeah. whatever you can save save because i need some piece of this in this and whatever i need it for no matter how poodoo it may be <laughs> so good it i is. love it is. i love star wars swears well and you know babu frick was possibly the highlight of rise of skywalker to me and possibly uh, yeah I, I don't know i have to think about you it you think carrie more. russell is no well i don't know i don't know i'm trying to i i'd have to i have to mull it over a bit but uh, I do I do think it's hilarious the way that they played this and you know like I think it's cool that they're you know we we basically get kind of like a rapid fire setup for us and like we kind yeah. of have this like okay here's well we're know, starting like, to build the thesis for the season totally. is that we're going to be building the droid because we need something to get to the lakes of Mandalore yep and it's going to be a potential like I mean it's going to be the man it's going to be the Mandalorian so we know we're going to have some side quests we know we're going to have some like monsters of the week kind of stuff. Yeah. And it's not going to be we had dinosaur turtles. epic. Yeah. We had, we had, we had dinosaur turtles and we've already got one monster. Right. And, and so that right there, like I think is, is, was brilliant. And then, you know, we, we, this whole podcast basically started after 
uh, after the two of us fighting about chapter eight or no, I'm sorry, chapter nine, the, the Marshall, um, as a, as an opening series. And so, or yeah. as a, as a series opener, I guess would be the right term. And I really loved like in the first, like 18, 20 minutes, I was like, okay, you've done all the things I would have expected, you know, like what, what else do you got? You know? Yeah. I was impressed where I was not, where yeah. I was mad. Well, that's okay. Yeah. We'll, yeah. we'll get, we'll get to, we'll get Still to Still a fan. Yes. Yeah. Sometimes you're being always, a fan yeah. is waiting through, you know, like you go, okay, I'll it watch is. and see where they're going. Yeah. And so Mandalorian is like, now got this thing going with these, these critters. Yeah. I want to see more critters, but he's like, all right, now let's move the storyline a little bit further along. Let's show yeah. my Mandalorian baby friend, uh, a castle. We all like castles. Well, he's like, he's like, hey, I got to go hang out with my friend Pelly. Or he's he's clearly headed to Pelly Motto, I I thought, right? So, uh, well, you you're 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 jumping you're jumping ahead, right? What so am I missing? What am I jumping over? We don't go we don't go to the castle until the dogfight in the asteroid belt. You're right. I jumped right over the dogfight in the asteroid. I belt. know, I know, and and that was, I think another one of these bits in a series opener where we've seen little bits and pieces of this mixed into the trailers. So that might be why you skipped sure. over it. Cause you're like, Hey, I saw this already, but we, we, I'll think tell you why I skipped headed... over it because these oh, yeah? ships that they're flying are new to a star Wars universe. Yeah. And so it's not referencing anything in the past. And I'm like, ah, I got no. it. That's fine. Yeah, but you're, you're right. Like, you're it like, is first important. Appearance, first appearance. I don't need this stuff. Yeah, exactly. First appearance is, ugh. <laughs> oh the survivor's now mad in the sky there yeah. we go yeah exactly he's like trying to leave me like oh just gonna take the back way out of here i don't think so well i didn't want you to skip because i wanted to see what you thought of uh what you thought of the pirate lord here gorian shard first appearance what did you think of this guy um i have to quote Haley on this and when he showed up she went Oh, they're going to fight seaweed salad. <laughs> and yeah. Uh, and yeah, he looks like seaweed salad. It got mad at me. Uh, I think it was Alex from Star Wars Explained compared him to the Swamp Thing, uh, Alan Moore's Swamp Thing. And so I was sure. like, oh, I'm like Aaron read Swamp Thing, I think. Uh, Aaron likes A couple Alan issues. Moore. Yeah, I do I like Alan like, Moore. Yeah, I was like. I was curious if you would go right to right to like they stole they stole Swamp Thing and made him into a pirate king. Well, I do like that there's a a drippy creature in space where it doesn't look like he's on a drippy ship. Yeah. You know, it's like a lot of moisture coming from a guy that's surrounded by no moisture. Yeah. He's super, super moist. Yeah, very wet. <laughs> but I do appreciate that, like, you know, what we don't have in this galaxy someone's slippery. Yes, we need so, some slippery individual. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So we got someone that looks looks a little sea worn. Yeah. So and th- and this was you know the the lesson of course in this was don't trust a pirate. And then sure. he's like, hey, you know what? You haven't seen yet is a Mandalorian castle. Yeah, you haven't seen a Mandalorian castle. Well, I mean, first he takes on the pirates, and the pirates are like, we'll let you live if you give us your ship. And he's like, I can just hyperspace out of here. Yeah, he's like, which was very general Lee of them. It was. It was like, I don't need this crap. Like, yeah, they should have paused it and had a voiceover. Yeah, and just been like, that's how the boys got away this time. <laughs> All we have a feeling. 
It was exactly. Waylon Jennings. <laughs> because this was the first episode of the season. Those pirates will probably be back. They'll probably yeah. be soggier, saltier. <laughs> yeah, and, and I I did appreciate uh I did appreciate seeing the I guess I didn't care as much about the ships as I thought as I was laughing at the pirates in uh, starfighter helmets so seeing the Clutonian in the starfighter helmet and seeing the Trandoshan in starfighter helmet and the Nick two uh well we've seen Nick twos but that I thought was kind of like that was like the I'll tell you what I was funny honestly bit. thinking was it felt like we were being introduced to a Disneyland ride that has a short line yes you know where you're just yeah. like hey here's brand new characters and here's an adventure with them where you get to put just sit in the cockpit here we go your arms <laughs> hands feet inside Hug on your seatbelt. Here we go. And you're like, well, I guess that was worth the 15 minute wait, but it's not my favorite. Yeah, no, it, it definitely had. Uh, I don't know about you, but the. The acting from the pirates was like something something stood out to me as like less like it was definitely space pirates of the Caribbean. Uh, it was definitely sci fi TV show acting. Yes. Yes. And, and so, um, so anyway, like that, that is, uh, something that we will, we'll probably finish up or when we talk, we, we, when we, yeah, we'll something the, that was the... also discussed while I was watching it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I imagine that, uh, would have come up, but yeah, yeah. The, the, the cool, I guess the, the cool thing that we get to see or, or the, the plot device is, Mando would have approached this completely different if he was in the Razor Crest as opposed to uh, the the Naboo and one Starfighter, and so yeah. I thought that I guess was part that, that is was part true. of the device. Yeah, the Razor here. Crest was not so smooth sailing around asteroids yeah. the way he was because yeah. this was not very laser driven at all. It was more like bullet. Yep, it was a little chase getaway. It was chase getaway. It was chase getaway, and it was like okay, I'm going to come out of nowhere and like take these people out. And I'm going to hide again. And I'm going to come out of nowhere and take people out. And it was very like sort of uh, guerrilla warfare style. Um, and, you know, and we get to see a little bit of the foreshadowing from uh, high magistrate grief Karga in that the mining operation is going on, like while we're going around the different uh, different asteroids and stuff. So I thought that was like, that yeah. was cool. And then other thing too, I don't know about you, I love when a show uses up the trailer footage in the first episode, because then I know most everything is going to be new. Well, I'll tell you, I didn't watch the trailer. Oh, okay. Okay. So I don't know what is or is not trailer footage. Okay. Um, I spent a little bit too much time with that then I guess. (laughs) No, 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 that's fine. I enjoy that. That's the thing they get rid of early too, but also I, I mean, I saw a little bit of leaked footage, like uh, months ago yeah and then i was like i don't want to ruin this for myself i don't want it to make it look like i'm just watching the long version of the trailer you know like yeah i stayed away from the leak footage i managed to do that i did um, the exact the- opposite i watched somebody's camera footage from oh. d23 where they showed okay yeah exactly so i was like Ugh. i watched someone's camera footage they probably never went and rewatched yeah I bet, right? <laughs> They're like, I got that. Yeah. I'm just going to post it. Like, give me this. Yeah, and then I watched their fireworks show from 4th of July they went to at their local park. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, <You> so I, <laughs> whatever. Sometimes it happens. <laughs> Sometimes you watch someone else's cell phone footage, you know? Um, <laughs> it happens. 
even though Disney's going to release it in 4K probably in a week. I'm like, yeah, but I'm here now. <laughs> so, so he we go to the castle, which is yes. somewhere in the system of Mandalore, but yeah. also it's we're not at Mandalore. No, we're not. They make and that I, very clear. Yeah, we're we're and this is this is something that I think um I think for people who only really have uh only really have a context and a touch points for uh, Mandalorians, they kind of think about Mandalore. It's like Mandalore, the planet, and you know if it's supposedly turned into you know turned into a glass uh, ball and it's poisoned and everything else. What does that really mean? That Mandalore's space or the or the region or galaxy around what is considered sort of like the Mandalorian space has a lot of planets. And what we're seeing here is Kalvala, uh, and Kalvala is home to House Kreese, and Bo-Katan is the like the the living member and and head of house crease well she's the only one in there right now yeah and she's the only one in she's the only one in the house um for just like reference point uh for some folks that will have know this from uh from rebels um like house wren has like they they live on like a completely different planet and so that gives it at least some indication that there are more planets than just sort of like uh, but there is a night owl logo there yeah, um, which I was waiting to see another night owl show up, but no. Yeah, they they weren't. I mean, they've got uh, they've got that you know statue, like the battle statue that you get along the side. I don't know yeah. the reference of that yet. I haven't seen anyone break that down. Um, but cl- I saw clearly, someone with a theory that it was pre Vizsla, and yeah. it was really about the old wars of Mandalore and the dark saber because there is, but there's nothing that's really defining as pre or the dark saber that you can see. But yeah. I also went, that ah, makes enough sense. But if that was, that would be in house Vizsla, right? So like this is house crease. So you would think that they would, but it's the beginning something. of the dark saber. And so that was the idea was like, maybe. Yeah. But the darks, all the dark saber throne room stuff don't happen in this, don't happen on this planet or in this, uh, yeah. in this castle. So this is like, totally the crease uh house crease castle yeah i thought it was a was a super cool uh i thought it was a super cool setup i thought it was hilarious that apparently um we got to see like mopey uh the mopey version of bo-katan because oh yeah which i like that (laughs) was not what i was expecting uh her hair has grown out and uh and yeah like i i really love that yeah she's emo now she's she's very much into the cure and uh, I didn't expect this kind of approach for them to defuse the the rivalry between them so quickly, so easily at the beginning here. Not but that we so know important. that it's diffused, but it's super important. Yeah. So important because she doesn't go by the creed of she has to keep her helmet on. Yep. And he's being pushed away because he showed his helmet to his child as it was leaving. Yeah. To be like, this is my face in case you ever want to know what that looks like. Yeah. You know, like. All of that seems like so. I was like, "Oh, they're gonna be a band of brothers," you know, like yeah. this, and not so much, but also not not. Where yeah. she was like, "Hey, you got the dark saber," and he's like, "Yes," which I didn't know he still had. I'm like, "Why haven't you been waving that around the whole episode?" Yeah. And she's like, "Hey, wave it around some people, and you'll get some power, you know, yeah. like, and you'll be able to face these people head on," which clearly is foreshadowing for later on in the season. Totally. That it's like, oh yeah, no, his dark saber is going to come into play, and politically, he still does hold a lot of power with that. He has Excalibur, yeah, you know. So some people will acknowledge him as the king, and some won't. That's not official Star Wars terms, but you know, yeah. Well, explaining. I, I, I think it's, uh, I think it's also interesting about the whole, you know, each 
each group's creed uh, matters to them, right? So yeah. Bo-Katan doesn't really care about uh, who sees her without her helmet, but she definitely cares about... Which, I mean, if you had her hair... hair yeah, oh yeah. I would yeah, be all like... about that. I'd be rocking... I'd be, I'd be, I'd be rocking that too. But uh, so I think it's interesting that you know, here's Din trying to, here's Din trying to atone as an apostate yeah. for his, uh, or, you know, basically is at his exile. Uh, and for what he cares about, he doesn't really care about the dark saber. And she's like, I don't care who sees me without my helmet on. Uh, but I really want the, I want to win the dark saber. Right. So that's the part that maybe people, you know, uh, that's the, potentially missing part i mean we know that i guess from uh chapter 16 but this idea that you know the dark saber was given to her uh yeah. it didn't didn't work out so good now it needs to be one and so that is her sort of holding on to what she believes to be mandalore's sort of approach or for exactly how they and go respecting for the his reign with the yeah. uh, dark saber so it's interesting she is mopey but she's also respecting and she's also like telling him like take the lead that you've been given yeah I just love the the like whole way that she's laying in her like laying off to the like side in her th- uh, family's throne. Like I don't know, yeah, I thought that was super. It was a is and to see it in the first episode, I thought was cool too. So yeah, which Screen Crush said uh, that is very much like how Darth Maul sat on the throne. Yeah, it is. It is a little too comfy, a little too relaxed, a little too relaxed, one hundred percent too relaxed. But it is kind of a bummer to know that all of the work that was done with uh, Sasha Banks and Axe Wolves, uh, you know, didn't uh, she's work out. Now, she's no longer Sasha Banks. She has left WWE. She now wrestles Whoa. in New Japan. Oh, does she? Okay. Yeah. I couldn't remember For... what her character was. <laughs> I know Axe Wolves, but, <laughs> mm-hmm. but I couldn't remember her name. I know, like, I actually, that was one of the notes I got uh, last season, which I thought was correct. Of like, you can't have a Star Wars podcast and just call her by her WWE name. You're like, <laughs> fair. That well, is very uh, fair. It is very fair. We did, didn't we call Pelimata Amy Sedaris? Like, for well, to be fair, she's playing Amy Sedaris. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. No, no I believe uh, I called her Pelimato. Okay. I think I may have goaded you into that with just sheer repetition, which I hope to do with High Magistrate Grief Karga. I only know him as Grief Karga. <laughs> We're on a first name basis. Listen, you can't be my bartender for all these years. And then all of a sudden, just because you're the mayor, I'm going to call you mayor. <laughs> oh, you know. And that's where my notes end. Do I, did I miss anything, Andy? I don't think so. I think that was, I mean, that was the major plot points that we have. You know, we sort of, we end with, you know, some notion of like where things are headed. Um, and then, you know, we've, we got a fair amount of action yeah. uh, in the first episode, which I, you know, I think is, is. It's important. It, this is a jumping on point for a lot of people. Yeah, it is a jumping on point. Um, I think that the, the biggest surprise for some people was that they like took care of it as they went kind of a thing of mm-hmm. like, Hey, if you didn't, you know, like they didn't put a book of Boba Fett, like, you know, in case you missed uh, Mandalorian 2.5, uh, which I think a lot of people thought they would do that at the, um, as a recap at the very beginning. Um, I think they didn't because they realized that if people would skip book of Boba Fett, they're going to skip the recap. Uh, and so that might be why they worked it in. Um, and then we did get a mention of like Cara Dune not being available. Right. 
Um, so yeah, that's you know, right. When, they did mention that she was plucked. Yes, she's been recruited. She's not here. Yeah, they and, said for tweets. No, they did not say for tweets, but that is why she's not there. She was tweeting. Yeah. And and so but I, I did think that is interesting because we get we get basically an in-universe reference um, that would have would have led to the Rangers of the New Republic. Right. And so they've they've left, even though that's we even though all of us, you know, behind the fourth wall know that's never happening. Yeah. They went ahead, they went ahead and completed that thread. And maybe that was, you know, maybe that was filmed at a point where that was still the case and they that was mm-hmm. still the plan. But I did think that it was if I should bring that- it back to Top Gun Maverick. That's like in a Top Gun Maverick when Tom Cruise was like, Oh, Meg Ryan, yeah, it's sad she died, you know, like in- <laughs> so they don't they didn't get her. So they just yeah. just said it in a sentence and they kept moving, you know. Yeah. And-, and that's I you know, that's a that that works, right? So it it's a perfect movie. Yeah. I, I hear uh, I have not I have not witnessed it myself yet pretty soon I imagine I imagine now that I've mentioned in pseudo public uh, you know for everybody that listens to this that I haven't seen it that I will be goaded into seeing it mm-hmm. uh, so you know we'll see by the next time uh, I mean you're supposed to be my co-pilot you know you're supposed to be my wingman. <laughs> I do. I do love Goose, right? So Goose being my favorite. Yeah. So talk to me, Goose. Episode seventeen. That's where we're at. <laughs> so how do you review the episode? So uh, I was thinking about this, and so I'm going to say all these like super positive things, and then I'm still going to say that it's probably like a seven point eight or like an eight. Like I'm not going to. That's a put good it... score. Okay. You say that like that's bad. Well, normally I'm like, everything's a nine, right? Like I'm about the biggest mark for, you know, stuff that's on Disney plus for star Wars, but I do. So the, here's, here's the thing. And we mentioned the beginning where we talked about, you know, this podcast at, at varying points has become an armor podcast. The, the visor opening on the foundlings (laughs) on the foundlings helmet was so big that I was like, are we witnessing like taped cosplay? This is not an appropriate helmet helmet opening. Uh, and I don't know if, if it's just me, but if you look at all of the other like badass Mandalorians, they all have that really narrow, that really narrow visor opening, right? And partly that is because if and you see when you see cosplayers, they'll they'll have a visor that's as wide as the one they gave the kid. And the reason is because then they can see. Yeah. Uh, you know, that's the big thing that you you'll hear complaints about from the armor and from um uh, so I can't think of her name off the top of my head. Um Katie Sakov and um Pedro Pascal, they talk about how they can't see in the Mandalorian mm-hmm. helmet. They might look cool, but they can't see. And so anyway, for me, that was one of these little like prop spots at the beginning that like bugged me. Um, and then the J the whole JV Mando, like they can't handle the dinosaur turtle. Um, yeah. I think that I think I, after, after watching that sequence over again, I realized that's to help us understand what a badass din is in comparison to the rest of the group. He needs to be able to save the group to, feel like he can just ask his way back in totally and and so that's that's there but but that was so and then the and and then the like theme park acting of the pirates those were the things that kind of like knocked me down from you know from like being like a perfect score or like raving beyond a perfect score knocked me down so well i was going 
with eight poodoos out of ten. Um, because they did set up the season well. Yeah. I don't think the episode was that great, but the season set up very well. Yeah, and that's really what we need. We need a good launching point. It's okay that like this wasn't the coolest, bestest thing, because we have so many great directions to go in that I'm of course stuck to my seat to watch. Yeah. And I think that's like, if we were to look at say chapter nine again, so we've been talking about, I know I keep coming back to the Marshall, but chapter nine was one of those areas where, you know, we, we got like basically two payoffs that were set up in that. And yeah. the, the big payoff was that Boba Fett was on their tail, but the yeah. big payoff that never happened uh, was Cobb Vanth. Uh, you know, it took it took a it took another series for there to be any payoff with Cobb Vanth. Uh, so, you know, but like, it happened. It did happen, but it was a long time coming. That's fine. Um, I'm OK I, with that. I stuck to my guns, but it was definitely uh, so I, I think we've got more things for us to pull on for this season. And, you know, all of the pre I, I, I like, you know, I think we you and I both kind of wrestle with how much how much do we want? How much do we want to listen to? or watch and listen to before and read before a season, because, you know, all of the press for this is how epic it is and everything else. And I've been trying not to listen to that because I'm like, all you're doing is setting me up for like way bigger expectations than I should possibly have. I don't listen to any star Wars fans about anything. Well, no, I, I'm talking, cow. no, no. I'm talking about the press, the, the press coverage of like Kathleen Kennedy and Favreau oh, yeah. and Filoni talking in the press. And they're talking about, you know, like to a certain degree that they need to do that. That's the showmanship or show personship yeah. of like, you know, like if you're going to, you know, if you're wrestling at the Palladium, you better, you know, tell everyone it's going to be the most epic match possible. Um, but so there's some level of that, but I do think I, I would agree with you that we're, we're in, we've got set up that I'm very, very interested in. Yeah, exactly. And, and there's a lot of like, directions it can go. And I want yeah. all of those directions to happen. And so you're like, great, perfect. Very excited to see how this all plays out. Um, you may notice we talked about Grogu almost not at all because all he did was kind of watch the episode with us. Well, he did. They hug. showed him every three shots. <laughs> he did hug and Anzellan. And he looked That's at true. some Purgle. So, you know, there was there was some moments. I think the hugging yeah, he and Anzellan was the payoff. He did. Yeah, he, he did force eat a Skittle. So that's nice. <laughs> yeah. And apparently he was like forced spinning himself around in Greek's chair grief cargo's chair. So yeah. Love it. Definitely was yeah, he was he was the background, uh he was the background yeah. jester, if you will, in this episode. It's like Luke Skywalker has taught you well. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Andy. Is this the way? If you want to be landed gentry, yes. 